Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. This episode, we are getting into a GOAT, a true MC, the one and only Nasir Ben Alu Dara Jones, was born in Brooklyn, New York on September 14, 1973. His parents, Fanny Ann and Ula Dara, born Charles Jones III, is a jazz and blues musician from Mississippi. His mother was a U.S. Postal Service worker from North Carolina. He has a brother, Jabari Fred, who is known as Jungle, who raps and is a member of the group Bravehearts. His father adopted the name Ula Dara from the Yoruba people. Nasir is an Arabic name meaning helper or protector, while Ben means son of in Arabic. As a young child, Nas and his family relocated to Queensbridge houses in the borough of Queens. His neighbor, Willie Ill Will Graham, influences interest in hip-hop by playing him records. His parents divorced in 1985 and he dropped out of school after the 8th grade. He educated himself about African culture through the 5% nation and the Nuwabian nation. In his early years, he played the trumpet and began writing his own rhymes. As a teenager, Nas enlisted his best friend and upstairs neighbor, Willie Ill Will Graham, as his DJ. Nas initially went by the nickname Kid Wave before adopting his more commonly known alias of Nasty Nas. In 1989, a then 16-year-old Nas met up with Large Professor and went to the studio where Rakim and Cool G Rap were recording their album. When they were not in the recording studio, Nas would go into the booth and record his own material. However, none of it was released. In 1991, Nas performed on Main Sources Live at the Barbecue, also produced by Large Professor. In mid-1992, Nas was approached by MC Search of Third Base, who became his manager and secured Nas a recording deal with Columbia Records during the same year. Nas made his solo debut under the name Nasty Nas on the single Halftime from MC Search's soundtrack to the film Zebrahead. Called the new Rock Kim, his rhyming skills attracted a significant amount of attention. In 1994, Nas' debut album, Illmatic, was released. It featured production from Large Professor, Pete Rock, Q-Tip, LES, and DJ Premier, as well as guest appearances from Nas' friend AZ and his father Oladera. The album spawned several singles, including The World Is Yours, It Ain't Hard To Tell, and One Love. Shaheem Reed of the MTV News called Illmatic the first classic LP of 1994. Nas also recorded the song One On One for the soundtrack to the film Street Fighter. On June 15, 1994, Nas's ex-fiancé, Carmen Bryan, gave birth to their daughter, Destiny. She later confessed to Nas that she had a relationship with his then-rival, rapper, and nemesis, Jay-Z, also accusing Jay-Z of putting subliminal messages in his lyrics about their relationship together, causing an even bigger rift in the feud between the two men. Nas also briefly dated Mary J. Blige and Nicki Minaj, respectively. In 1995, Nas did a guest performance on the album's Do or Die by AZ, The Infamous by The Infamous Mob Deep, Only Built for Cuban Links by Raekwon, and 456 by Cool G Rap. Nas also parted ways with manager MC Search, enlisted Steve Stout, and began preparation for his second album, It Was Written. The album was chiefly produced by Tone and Poke of the Trackmasters, as Nas consciously worked towards a crossover-oriented sound. Columbia Records had begun to pressure Nas to work towards more commercial topics, such as that of Notorious B.I.G., who had become successful by releasing street singles that still remained radio friendly appeal. The album also expanded on Nas's Escobar persona, a Scarface casino-esque lifestyle. It was written, was released mid-1996. Two singles, If I Rule the World, Imagine That, featuring Lauryn Hill and Street Dreams were hits. These songs were promoted by big budget music videos directed by Hype Williams, making Nas a common name among making Nas a common name among mainstream hip-hop. It was written, featured the debut of The Firm, a supergroup consisting of Nas, AZ, Foxy Brown, and Core Omega. Signed to Dr. Dre's Aftermath Entertainment label, The Firm began working on their debut album. Halfway through the production of the album, Cormega was fired from the group by Steve Stout, who had unsuccessfully attempted to force Cormega to sign a deal with his management company. Cormega subsequently became one of Nas's most vocal opponents, and released a number of diss tracks aimed at Nas, Stout, and Nature, who replaced Cormega as the fourth member of the firm. Nas, Foxy Brown, AZ, and Nature present the firm. The album was finally released in 1997 to mixed reviews. The album failed to live up to the expected sales despite being certified platinum, and the members of the group disbanded to go on their separate ways. During this period, Nas was also 
one of four rappers, the others being Be Real, KRS-One, and RBX in the hip-hop supergroup Group Therapy, who appeared on the song East Coast, West Coast Killers from Dr. Dre Presents The Aftermath. In 1998, Nas began working on the double album to be entitled I Am The Autobiography. He intended it as a middle ground between Illmatic and It Was Written, with each track detailing a part of his life. In 1998, Nas co-wrote and starred in Hype Williams' feature film, Belly. I Am The Autobiography was completed in early 1999, and a music video was shot for its lead single, Nas Is Like. It was produced by DJ Premier and contained vocal samples from It Ain't Hard To Tell. Much of the LP was leaked into MP3 format online, and Nas quickly recorded enough substitute material to constitute a single disc release. The second single on I Am was Hate Me Now, featuring Sean Puffy Combs, which was used as an example by Nas critics accusing him of moving towards more commercial themes. The video featured Nas and Combs being crucified in a manner similar to Jesus Christ. After the video was completed, Combs requested the crucifixion scene be edited out of the video. However, the unedited copy of Hate Me Now video made its way to MTV. Within minutes of the broadcast, Combs and his bodyguards allegedly made their way into Steve Stout's office and assaulted him. At one point, apparently hitting Stout over the head with a champagne bottle. Stout pressed charges, but he and Combs settled out of court that June. Columbia had scheduled to release the infringed material I Am under the title Nostradamus during the latter half of 1999. But at the last minute, Nas decided to record an entire new album for the 1999 release of Nostradamus. Nostradamus was therefore rushed to meet a November release date. Though critical reviews were unfavorable, it did result in a minor hit, You Owe Me. Fans and critics feared that Nas's career was declining artistically and commercially as both I Am and Nostradamus were criticized as inconsistent and overtly commercialized. In 2000, Nas and Ill Will Records presents QB's Finest, which is popularly known as QB's Finest, was released on Nas's Ill Will Records. QB's Finest is a compilation album that featured Nas and a number of other rappers from Queensbridge projects, including Mob Deep, Nature, Capone, The Bravehearts, Tragedy Gaddafi, Millennium Thug, and Cormega, who had briefly reconciled with Nas. The album also featured guest appearances from Queensbridge hip-hop legends Roxanne Shante, MC Shan, and Marley Mall. Shan and Marley Mall both appeared on the lead single The Bridge 2001, which was based on Shan and Marley's 1986 recording of The Bridge. After trading vile criticism on various songs, freestyles, and mixtape appearances, the highly publicized dispute between Nas and Jay-Z became widely known to the public in 2001. Jay-Z in his song Takeover criticized Nas by calling him fake and his career lame. Nas responded with Ether. The song was included on Nas's fifth album, Stillmatic, released in December 2001. His daughter, Destiny, is listed as executive producer on Stillmatic so she could receive royalty checks from the album. Stillmatic peaked at number five on the US Billboard 200 chart and featured the singles Got Yourself A and One Mic. In response to Ether, Jay-Z released the song Super Ugly. Hot 97 issued a poll asking listeners which rapper made the better diss song. Nas won with 58%. In 2002, in the midst of the dispute between the two New York MCs, Eminem sided with both Nas and Jay-Z as being two of the best MCs in the industry, and his song Till I Collapse. Both the dispute and Stillmatic signified an artistic comeback for Nas after a string of so-called inconsistent albums. The Lost Tapes, a compilation of previously unreleased or bootleg songs from 1998 to 2001, was released by Columbia Records in September 2002. The collection attained respectable sales and received rave reviews from critics. In December 2002, Nas released God's Son album, including its lead single, Made You Look, which used a pitched-down sample of the incredible bongo band's Apache. The album peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 1 on the top R&B and hip-hop albums chart, despite widespread internet bootleg. Time Magazine named the album Best Hip-Hop Album of the Year. Vibe gave it 4 stars, and The Source gave it 4 mics. The second single, I Can, which reworked elements from Beethoven's Fear Elise, became Nas's biggest hit to date in 2003, garnering substantial radio airplay on mobile stations as well as on MTV and VH1 music video networks. Godson also includes several songs dedicated to Nas's mother, who died of cancer in April 2002, including Dance. In 2003, Nas was featured on the Korn song Play Me from Korn's Take a Look in the Mirror 
LP. Also in 2003, a live performance in New York City featuring Ludacris, Jadakiss, and DMC of Run DMC was released on DVD as Made You Look, Godson Live. Godson was critical in the power struggle between Nas and Jay-Z in the hip-hop industry at the time. After the album's release, he began helping Bravehearts, an act including his younger brother Jungle and friend Wiz, Wizard, put together the debut album, Bravehearted. The album features guest appearances from Nas, Nashawn, Millennium Thug, Little John, and Julie Black. Nas released his seventh album, Street Disciple, as a sprawling double album on November 30, 2004. It addressed subject matter both political and personal, including his impeding marriage with Khalees. The double-sided single, Thief's Theme, You Know My Style, was released months before the album's release, followed by the single, Bridging the Gap, upon the album's release. Although Street Disciple went platinum, it served as a drop-off from Nas's previous commercial successes. In 2005, New York-based rapper 50 Cent dissed Nas on the song Piggy Bank. In October, Nas made a surprise appearance at Jay-Z's I Declare War concert, where they reconciled their beef, and the two performed Jay-Z's Dead Presidents from 1996 together, a song that featured a prominent sample of Nas's 1994 track, The World Is Yours. In 2005, Nas married R&B singer Khalees in Atlanta after a two-year relationship. The reconciliation between Nas and Jay-Z created the opportunity for Nas to sign a deal with Def Jam Recordings, when Jay was the president at the time. Jay-Z signed Nas on January 23, 2006. The signing included an agreement that Nas was to be paid about $3 million, including a recording budget for each of his two albums with Def Jam. Tentatively called Hip Hop Is Dead was a commentary on the state of hip hop and featured Black Republican, a collaboration with Jay. The album debuted on Def Jam and Nas's new imprint at the label, The Jones Experience, at number one on the Billboard 200 charts, selling 355,000 copies. Nas's third number one album, along with It Was Written and I Am. It also inspired reactions about the state of hip hop, particularly controversial with Southern hip hop artists who felt the album's title was a criticism aimed at them. Nas's 2004 song, Thief's Theme, was featured in the 2006 film, The Departed. Nas's former label, Columbia Records, released the compilation Greatest Hits in November. On October 12, 2007, Nas announced that his next album would be called The N-Word. Literally, The N-Word. I will never say, and with a hard ER. Both progressive commentators such as Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, and the conservative-aligned channel Fox News, were outraged. Jackson called on entertainers to stop using the epithet after comedian Michael Richards used it in a wild rant on stage in 2006. Controversy escalated as the album's impending release date drew nearer, going as far as to spark rumors that Def Jam was planning to drop Nas unless he changed the title. Additionally, Fort Greene, Brooklyn, Assemblyman Hakeem Jeffries requested the New York's comptroller, Thomas DiNapilio, withdraw $84 million from the state pension fund that was vested into Universal and its parent company, Vivendi, if the album's title was not changed. On the opposite side of the spectrum, many of the most famous names in the entertainment industry expressed a sense of trust in Nas for using the racial epithet as a title of his full-length LP. Nas's management worried the album would not be sold by chain stores such as Walmart, thus limiting its distribution. On May 19, 2008, Nas decided to forego an album title, responding to Jesse Jackson's remarks and use of the word. Nas called him the biggest player hater, stating, His time is up. All you old time is up. We heard your voice. We saw you marching. We heard your sermons. We don't want to hear that shit no more. It's a new day. It's a new voice. I'm here now. We don't need Jesse. I'm here. I got this. We the voice now. It's no more Jesse. Sorry. Goodbye. You ain't helping nobody in the hood. That's the bottom line. He also said of the album's title, It's important to me that the album gets to the fans. It's been a long time coming. I want my fans to know that creatively and lyrically, they can expect the same content and the same messages. The people will always know the real title of that album is and what I call it. The album was ultimately released July 15, 2008 as Untitled. It featured production from Polo the Don, Stickman of Dead Press, Sons of Light, and Jay Myers. Hero, the album's lead single released June 23, 2008, reached number 97 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 87 on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop singles tracks. In July, Nas attained a shoe deal with Fila. In an interview with MTV News in July, Nas speculated that he might release two albums, one produced by DJ Premier and another produced by Dr. Dre, simultaneously the same day. Nas worked on Dr. 
Dr. Dre's studio album Detox. Nas was also awarded MC of the Year by Hip Hop DX in 2008 for his latest solo effort, the quality of his appearances on other albums, and was described as having become an artist who thrives off reinvention and going against the system. On April 30th, 2009, a spokesperson confirmed that Khalees filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. Khalees gave birth to Nas's first son on July 21st, 2009, although the event was soured by a disagreement which ended in Nas announcing the birth of his son Knight at a gig in Queens, New York against Khalees' wishes. The birth was also announced by Nas via an online video. In September 2009, the IRS filed a federal tax lien against Nas for over $2.5 million seeking unpaid taxes dating back to 2006. By early 2011, this figure had ballooned to over $6.4 million. At the 2009 Grammy Awards, Nas confirmed that he was collaborating on an album with reggae singer Damian Marley, which was expected to be released in late 2009. A portion of the profit was planned to go towards building a school in Africa. He went on to say that it was too early to tell the title or anything like that. The Los Angeles Times reported that the album would be titled Distant Relatives. Nas also revealed that he would begin working on his 10th studio album following the release of Distant Relatives. After announcing a possible release in 2010, a follow-up compilation to The Lost Tapes in 2002 was delayed indefinitely due to issues between him and Def Jam. Nas and Khalees' divorce was finalized on May 21st, 2010. In 2011, Nas announced he would release collaboration albums with Mob Deep, Common, and a third with DJ Premier. Common said of the project in a 2011 interview, at some point, we will do that. We talked about it and we had a good idea to call it Nas.com. That was actually going to be the mixtape at one point, but we decided that we should make it an album. On March 15, 2012, Nas became the first rapper to have a personal verified account on Genius, where he explains his own lyrics and occasionally comments on lyrics from other rappers he admires. His 11th studio album, Life Is Good, in 2012 was produced primarily by Salam Remy and No ID and released on July 13, 2012. Nas called the album a magic moment in his rap career. Life Is Good would be, a, would be nominated for Best Rap Album at the 2011 at the 2013 Grammy Awards. In January 2013, Nas announced he had begun working on his 12th studio album, which would be his final album for Def Jam. On April 10, 2013, Nas invested an undisclosed six-figure sum into Mass Appeal magazine, where he went on to serve as the publication's associate publisher, joined by creative firm Deacon and White Owl Capital Partners. In June 2013, he opened his own sneaker store. In September 2013, he invested in a technology startup company, a job search app maker called Proven. Nas pinned a deal with Hennessy in 2013 and has been working with their Wild Rabbit campaign recently. In May 2013, it was announced that Nas would open a sneaker store in Las Vegas called 12AM Run, pronounced Midnight Run, as part of the Link retail development. In July 2013, he was honored by Harvard University as the institution established the Nazir Jones Hip Hop Fellowship, which would serve to fund scholarships and artists who show potential in creativity in the arts in connection to hip hop. In October 2013, DJ Premier said that his collaboration album with Nas would be released following his 12th studio album. In October 2013, Nas confirmed that a rumored song, Sinatra in the Sands, featuring Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake, and Timbaland would be featured on the album. On April 16, 2014, the 12th, on April 16, 2014, the 20th anniversary of Illmatic, the documentary Nas Time is Illmatic was premiered, which recounted circumstances leading up to Nas's debut album. It was reported on September 10th that Nas had finished his last album with Def Jam. On October 30th, Nas released a song which might have been the first single on his new album titled The Season, produced by Jay Dilla. Nas also collaborated with the Australian hip-hop group Bliss and Esso in 2014. Also that year, Nas invested as part of a 2.8 million round in viral video startup Viral Games in an, another addition to Queensbridge Venture Partners portfolio. In May 2014, Nas partnered with job placement startup Koru to fund a scholarship for 10 college graduates to go through Koru's training program. Nas will also be joining the startup as a guest coach. Nas is co-owner of cloud-based service Lander, an automated drag-and-drop digital audio post-production tool that automates mastering. The final 
world stage in audio production. In June 2015, Nas joined forces with New York City's soul food restaurant Sweet Chick. He plans to expand the restaurant brand nationally. Nas released the track I Am Somebody in May 2014. In an October 2014 episode of PBS's Finding Your Roots, Nas learned about five generations of his ancestry. His great-great-great-grandmother, Pocahontas Little, was an enslaved woman who was sold for $830. The host, Henry Louis Gates, showed Nas her bill of sale and told him more about the man who bought her. Nas remarked that he is considering buying the land where the slave owner lived. Nas has also shown the marriage certificate of his great-great-great-grandmother, Pocahontas, and the great-great-great-grandfather, Calvin. Nas was featured on the song We Are from Justin Bieber's fourth studio album, Purpose, released November 2015. Nas was announced as one of the executive producers on the Netflix original series, The Get Down, prior to its release in August 2016. He narrated the series and rapped as an adult Ezekiel of 1996. He also appeared on DJ Khaled's album, Major Key, on a track simply titled Nas Album Done, suggesting an upcoming album was not only completed, but was also imminent. In October 16, 2016, he received the Jimmy Iovine Icon Award at the 2016 Revolt Music Conference for having a lasting impact and unique influence on music. Numerous years in the rap business, his partnership with Hennessy and Mass Appeal Imprint. In November 2016, Nas collaborated with Lin-Manuel Miranda, Dave East, and Aloe Black on a song called Wrote My Way Out, which appears on the Hamilton mixtape. The Los Angeles the Los Angeles location of Sweet Chick opened in April 2017. He owns his own clothing line called History Without the Vows. On April 12, 2017, Nas released the song Angel Dust as a soundtrack for the TV series The Get Down. It contains a sample of the Gil Scott Heron and Brian Jackson song Angel Dust. In June 2017, Nas appeared in the award-winning 2017 documentary The American Epic Sessions directed by Bernard McMahon, where he recorded live directed disc on the restored first electrical sound recording system from the 1920s. He performed On the Road Again, a 1928 song The Memphis Jug Band, which received universal acclaim and the Hollywood Reporter describing his performance as fantastic, and a performance of One Mic were released on music from the American Epic Sessions original motion picture soundtrack on June 9, 2017. In April 2018, Kanye, in April 2018, Kanye West announced on Twitter that Nas's 12th studio album will be released on June 15th, also serving as the executive producer for the album. The album was announced the day before release, titled Nasir. Following the release of Nasir, Nas confirmed he would return to completing a previous album, including production from Swiss Beats and RZA. In 2018, Khalees accused Nas of being physically and mentally abusive during their marriage. Nas replied to the accusations on social media, accusing Khalees of attempting to slander him in the time of custody battle and accusing Khalees of abusing his daughter, Destiny. In June 2018, Nas was paid $40 million after Amazon acquired the doorbell company Ring Incorporated, as well as PillPack, the latter of which he invested in via his investment firm, Queensbridge Venture Partners. He has continued to invest heavily in technology startups including Dropbox, Lyft, and Robinhood. The project was released as The Lost Tapes 2 on July 19, 2019, which included production from Kanye West, Pharrell Williams, Swiss Beats, The Alchemist, and RZA. This album was the sequel to Nas's 2002 release, The Lost Tape. In August 2020, Nas announced that he would be releasing his 13th studio album. On August 13th, he revealed the album's title, King's Disease. The album, executive produced by Hitboy, was preceded by the single, Ultra Black. The album won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album at the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards, becoming Nas's first Grammy. The sequel album, King's Disease 2, was released on August 6, 2021. It debuted at number 3 on the US Billboard 200, becoming Nas's highest charting album since 2012. On December 24th, Nas released the album, Magic. It is his third album executive produced by Hitboy and includes guest appearances from ASAP Rocky and DJ Premier. Nas has been compared to Rakim for his lyrical technique. In his book, Book of Rhymes, The Poetics of Hip-Hop, writer Adam Bradley states Nas is perhaps contemporary rap's greatest innovator in storytelling. His catalog includes songs narrated before birth with Fetus, After Death with Amongst Kings, biographies with UBR, 
AR or unauthorized biography of Rakim, autobiographies with do-rags, allegorical tales with money is my bitch, and episorial like one love. He's wrapped in the voice of a woman with Soku story and even a song where he's a gun with I gave you power. OC of DITC comments in the book How to Rap, Nas did the song backwards, rewind. That was a brilliant idea. Also in How to Rap, Two Mechs of the Visionaries describes Nas's flow as effervescent. Rod Digga says Nas's lyrics have intricacies. Booty Brown of the Far Side explains that Nas does not always have to make words rhyme as he is charismatic. And Nas is also described as having a densely packed flow with compound rhymes that run over from one beat into the next or even into another bar. About.com ranked him first on their list of the 50 greatest MCs of all time in 2014. A year later, Nas was featured on the 10 best rappers of all time list by Billboard. The source ranked him number two on their list of the top 50 lyricists of all time. In 2013, Nas was ranked fourth on MTV's hottest MCs in the game that year. His debut, Illmatic, is widely considered among the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Here is how I'm going to encompass the beefs Nas has been in. Jay-Z, Cameron, Tupac, Young Jeezy, Bill O'Reilly, and Doja Cat. There will be an episode later on about the beefs other than Jay and Nas, which was already covered in Season 2, Episode 3. Nas is a spokesperson and a mentor for P-Tone Records, a nonprofit after-school music program with mission to create constructive opportunities for urban youth through no-cost music programs. He is a cousin of American actress Yari Shahidi and Saeed Shahidi. Nas is a fan of his hometown baseball team, the New York Mets, and English soccer team, Everton FC. Now let's go over the discography, which includes Illmatic in 1994, It Was Written in 1996, I Am in 1999, Nostradamus in 1999, Stillmatic in 2001, Godson in 2002, Streets Disciples in 2004, Hip Hop Is Dead in 2006, Untitled in 2008, Life Is Good in 2012, Nasir in 2018, King's Disease in 2020, King's Disease 2 in 2021, and Magic in 2021. Collab albums include The Album With The Firm in 1997, Distant Relatives With Damian Marley in 2010. Now for Nas's film and television appearances, Belly in 1998 as Sincere, Into Deep in 1999 as Uncredited Role, Ticker as Detective Art Fuzzy Rice, and Sacred is the Fish as Issa Page, both in 2001. Hawaii 5.0 in 2010 as Gordon Smith in the episode named Haya Haya. Black Nativity in 2013 as Prophet Isaiah. Hidden Colors 3, The Rules of Racism, and Nas, Time is Illmatic, both as himself in 2014. Pop Star, Never Stop Never Stopping as himself, and The Get Down as the narrator in episode in 11 episodes, both in 2016. American Epic, The Big Bang, and The American Epic Sessions, both as himself in 2017. Monster as Raymond Sunset Green in 2019. Gully Boy as executive producer and Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men as himself in 2019. The Last Dance as himself and Smoke, Marijuana, and Black America as narrator and executive producer for both in 2020. And Mary J. Blige's My Life as himself in 2021. What else can I say about the man Nasir Jones? He's an undisputed goat. Some hove lovers may attempt to argue, but that's residual hate from back in the day. You can't rap like this man does and not be a goat. The investment he has made outside of rap make him a goat again as an investor. Nas is a different breed, an alien amongst men. J. Cole released a song, I Let Nas Down. If that doesn't tell you the impact of this man and what he says matters to the top tier MCs of this generation, I could be here for another 20 minutes just to tell you what I think of the man. But go listen to the first album because you won't stop there. Rarely do we get a mature, thoughtful, grown man hip hop album. Life is Good is one of those albums. King's Disease 1 and 2 and Magic showed you that you can age gracefully and make an impact in hip-hop in your 40s and at an aggressive pace. Nas is elite. Thank you Nas for everything you've given to hip-hop to build it into the mainstream massive art form it is today. For holding other MCs accountable and making your voice heard when you felt it wasn't going in the right direction. And no, that doesn't mean anything about the South. Thank you Nas. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hip-Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review where possible. Thank you and
and have a great day.